Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the beautiful mountains of California. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke about nature and its healing effects on our soul, psyche, and body. But we're not really treating her like we should. One way to help heal our earth is to eliminate our dependence on fossil fuels and seek out clean and renewable energy sources. According to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the average household emits approximately 20 metric tons of carbon pollution each year. By installing a solar power system, a typical two-person household reduces their carbon emissions by three to four tons each year. That's the equivalent of planting over a hundred trees. Homes and buildings contribute to over 39% of carbon emissions in the U.S. And solar can also save you money if you do it right. Today we speak with Heather Welch, who by sheer unexpected circumstances lives off of the power grid. She and her husband built a home in New Zealand that creates its own energy through solar power. We'll talk about the benefits and some drawbacks about living family life while creating your own power, literally. Heather also has her own podcast about solar living called Sunshine and Power Cuts. Welcome, Heather, to the Peaceful Life Podcast. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. First, why don't you tell our listeners the entire story about how you came to the decision of living off the sun's power. Well, my husband and I were building our first home. We bought a section of land off his parents and there was no power to the site already. The power's not too far away, but it was going to cost a lot of money to get connected and we just didn't have the funds available. And so we decided to look at alternatives. That's really interesting. So did you know that when you bought this particular piece of property? We didn't know how much it was going to cost to start with, so we hadn't really factored that in. We kind of, (laughs) our planning was a little bit backwards. We sort of had the section and our plans to build the house, and then, yeah, when it came time to get connected was when we discovered how much it was going to be. And how long ago was that? That was back in 2009, Okay. So it's not really a remote location that you're in. It just wasn't connected to power in the first place. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. Oh, okay. And through this process, you obviously learn so much and are now bringing it to your own podcast. How did you decide to share this experience with other people and, you know, make it kind of your mission? I had wanted to capture this experience because it's a little bit unique and it's been a definite learning curve, the whole thing, learning how to use alternative power, but also learning how to cope when things don't go so well. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to write a book originally, but sitting down to write a book was quite hard and I'm quite a creative person. So uh, I learned about podcasting. And I thought that would be a really fun way to build a relationship with people and share my story in a fun way that people could 
hear me rather than wait for me to to put out a book eventually. <laughs> right. Yeah, they yeah. putting out a book if you don't self-publish can be a pretty long process. It can take mm -hmm. a year to two years. So even by the time it comes out, information could have changed by then. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of what the internet has changed. We can get the information out quicker and and podcasting as well. Um, mm -hmm. And through podcasting, you found others who have done the same thing. And you've kind of found your own community, correct? Yes, I've got a, a small group of people who are following what I'm doing and um, I've enjoyed connecting outside of the sphere of alternative stuff and just connecting with other podcasters in general. So it's been amazing. Now, this is something I've always wanted to do, go solar, but I haven't been able to do it yet. But specifically in the summer, my electric bill is just outrageous because I live in the mountains in California, but it mm -hmm. gets super hot in the summer and uh, then it gets down to about 20s or 30s in the winter. So it's not too bad, but we do need heat. So how would you, um, you know, encourage somebody to just start the process? Where do we start if we don't know anything about going solar? For us, it was, um, there's a lot of research, there's a lot of information out there to research. So uh, we were lucky enough to find a book in an electrical shop that um, was on solar and it was written in a really easy to understand format so it kind of had the basics of electronics and then the idea of what kind of solar panels you might need and what other components go into a system mm -hmm. and then we happened to be traveling and there was a we saw a, a shop that had it was called cell power and they um, do batteries and off-grid systems and things so we went and talked to someone and um from there there was more more reading and things but it's looking at where you are and for me in my case because I hadn't intended to go off the grid where I live is not there is not a lot of sunshine hours so that's something that you need to consider because <laughs> you want to maximize what resources you have if you if you don't have a lot of sun then solar power might not be the thing to go for well that was my next question is like what happens in winter or whether when there's no sun for an extended period of time what happens then you can still generate solar power when there isn't too much sun because the photovoltaic rays will come through the clouds but um we have a backup well we had a backup generator i don't have one working at the moment <laughs> and that would run and it would charge up the batteries to be able to give you a storage capacity to use when there isn't sun oh now, are you the only person like within your community who has done this or are there others that are kind of following your lead? I don't know of anyone who's following my lead specifically, but in where I live uh, on my particular street, I am the only one who's completely off the grid. I have neighbors who have added solar panels and they're grid connected, uh -huh. which means they just get a, um, a discount back from their power company to sort of feed the grid. Right. So there's a difference. There's you can yes, put the is. solar panels on, still be connected where you feed the power back into the electric company. They give you a credit. And um, I think I looked into it when I lived in Los Angeles and that's how that worked. But you are just completely off. Right. Yeah. So I, I make my own power. And if I don't make enough, I don't have any. That's okay. how that works. Does that happen <laughs> at all? Yeah. Yeah, mainly because you can you have to watch what you use. So for me, it's been 
I, I'm a generally conservative person anyway, mm-hmm. and you get even more so when you realize that you have to watch how much power you have in order to know if you've got enough left for the rest right. of the day when you're not generating. So yeah. you have to kind of calculate what you've got, yeah. or is there a meter, or how does that work? Is it? There's a meter that tells you how much voltage the batteries have, and so it's just knowing. Um, I don't. I don't. Just, if you were going to start out, you'd need to calculate how much power you use, because mm-hmm. then you need to. That's how you determine how big your system needs to be. And now that we've got a system in place, I just know that, depending on the voltage, things that take up a lot of power, like boiling an a, an electric kettle mm-hmm. or something like that, will take up lots of power. So don't run those if you're getting low. Now, you don't have any other kind of energy like the gas energy? It's just- yeah, so I cook with gas. I have a gas I have a gas oven and hobs. It's all in one gas. I also have um, hopefully looking to put in gas hot water because at the moment I the only main way I have of heating that is through a wet back wood fire. Mm. So I light the fire and it heats the hot water. Then it also heats my home. Yeah. Now, do you have children? I do have a daughter. She's five. And what does she think about this? Does she think it's the norm? Yeah, because she's lived her whole life that way. Yeah, I've been off the grid for six, coming up seven years, and she's five, so she's lived here her whole life. So she doesn't know any differently. She. The funny thing is, is that she's worked out that we make the most power when the sun is out, so she then knows the TV takes up power because we tell her she can't watch it when it's not sunny. <laughs> so she wants to stay inside when it's sunny to watch TV. Well, that can be a good thing, too, because then she can gre- get creative and, yes. you know, make her own entertainment, which I kind of went over in another pa- podcast called Peaceful Parenting, is that mm-hmm. then you're not so dependent on the devices. Yeah, she's not. And it's awesome. She's very, she enjoys getting out and we've got a construction business, so she enjoys getting out there and getting, like, helping physically do stuff which is awesome cool now tell us about the seven days of sunshine challenge that i read about on your website yeah so um my whole thing with the podcast and the whole sunshine and power cuts thing is that how we cope with the power cuts in our life depends on our wellness and so i looked at what i would do in my life to be able to lift myself up and let the light in so that i could um because seasonal affective disorder is really where that comes in from. When there's not enough light, we can feel pretty low. And living off the grid makes it even harder because you just don't have the power to do all the normal things that you take for granted when you're on the grid. Yeah. And so I looked at simple things, little reminders over seven days to help sort of lift someone up. And it, it helps me. So I I put it together and that's kind of what it is. And where can my listeners find that? That's on the... Sunshine and Power Cuts website, which is sunshineandpowercuts.com, or you can go to sp.sunshineandpowercuts.com forward slash seven, the number seven, days of sunshine to sign up directly. Yeah. So you've learned more than just about power conservation through this um, big change in your life. And you would say it was for the better then. I definitely think so. I mean, it's been a challenge. It's mm-hmm. not been easy. Um, but I've been asked, would I do it again? And if I think that, yeah, I have learned a lot from it. So I know what it would be like to go off the grid again. Um, but I definitely need those things to help lift me up so I can get motivated and stay positive through the through the challenges. And I think we face that in life, no matter whether we're on grid or off grid. So 
Definitely, yeah. definitely. But you're definitely helping the planet and you're connecting with nature. You're helping the sun, helping you live. And that's mm-hmm. just a great direction to go in terms of, you know, helping the planet and global warming. And so you are contributing to the solution. Yeah, I would love it if more people, um, if it was easier for more people to do it, because it's not that easy, unless like me, it's going to cost too much to go on the grid. It's not actually that easy to become off the grid right. and self-sufficient in that way. So I would love for to see more progress in that area. Exactly. Um, And I ask all my guests this, how would you define living a peaceful life? I think it would be being content. And I think that would be having things in your life that honor you and not the the things that don't. So um, for me, that would be feeling purposeful in what I was doing, comfortable in my surroundings and happy with where I am in life. Um, And one last question, how did your family and friends uh, feel about your change in life to solar power? Are they proud of you? Did they not understand at first? Yeah, they were proud of us, I think, for taking it on and and for finding a solution to our problem. And then when they came to visit, it's hard for them to understand because it's something different to get used to. But yeah, they they're they're enjoying our journey too. That's awesome, Heather. Thank you for joining us, and tell my listeners how to find you all over the web. You've mentioned your website, sunshineandpowercuts.com, and then your podcast is available everywhere everywhere including spotify now which is exciting so it's everywhere excellent excellent well thank you for joining us anything else to add no that's all thank you so much for having me i really enjoy the peaceful life podcast thank you i appreciate that you've been listening to the peaceful life podcast and i'll leave you with this Oil has done more damage to our environment and oceans than we can possibly clean up. But when there's a huge solar energy spill, it's just another sunny day. Please subscribe on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you enjoy my show, please take a moment to rate and review it. That helps others find it. Remember, you are a spectacular human being. I hope you have a great and sunny week.